Introduction was presented by David Crabtree on August 3, 2015 at Gutenberg College's Summer Institute. Reunion, Tanakh and the Gospel of Matthew. The copyright for this recording is held by Gutenberg College, Inc., 2015. Gutenberg College is a non-profit organization, and contributions may be made at www.gutenberg.edu. This material may be copied and distributed in whole for non-commercial and educational purposes, subject to the inclusion of this introduction. All other rights reserved. PDF notes accompany this talk. Okay, our topic. Our topic is reunion, and reunion of Tanakh and the Gospel of Matthew. Tanakh is just a term that is used to refer to the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament. It's just taking the first letters of the three words that were used to describe the Old Testament in the time of Jesus and before, the Torah, so the Pentateuch, the prophets, and the writings. And so the first letters of those words in Hebrew are put out, and in Hebrew fashion, you just stick some vowels in there, and you get Tanakh. So the Tanakh is the Hebrew Bible. And what we want to do is bring together the Tanakh and the Gospel of Matthew. It has long been my belief that we need to understand the New Testament in light of the Old Testament. But it has become increasingly clear to me that especially over the last, I'd say, six or seven years, that what is required in order to make good sense of the New Testament is a very profound understanding of the Tanakh. And an understanding of the Tanakh and the Jewish context in which the New Testament was written. So it's a much more Jewish understanding of the New Testament that is necessary in order to understand it rightly. And what happened historically is that when Christianity emerged, it very quickly absorbed in it a number of non-Jews, and they multiplied in numbers much faster than the Jewish demographics within Christianity. And as that happened, Christianity took on more of a pagan ethos, because that's the background out of which people had come. And there was a significant amount of anti-Semitism that was in the Roman world at the time, and those pagans coming into Christianity retained that anti-Semitic perspective. As a result, Christianity and Judaism grew apart, whereas initially the first Christians were Jews, thoroughly steeped in Jewish culture of the time, but in a relatively short time, within 100 or 200 years, there was a steep division between the two. There are a number of books that have been written in recent times that lay that out. Daniel Boyarin's book, Borderlines, is very interesting in that respect. And what he argues is both sides wanted that division. And both sides took steps to bring about that division, to bring clarity between which is which, what's a Christian and what's a Jew. Well, from my perspective, we as Christians have suffered as a result of what happened there that our understanding of the New Testament has developed largely in an absence of that profound understanding of the Old Testament. 
And as a result, there are some things that we don't understand correctly about what the New Testament authors were saying. So what we're doing here is, is a step towards trying to bring them back together, thus the name reunion. Bring a profound understanding of the Jewish Bible and the culture, the Jewish culture in which the New Testament was written. Bring that back together with the New Testament writings themselves. So that's what we want to work on this week. It is difficult. There are a lot of difficult issues that have to be resolved there. It's not clear how the New Testament writers were using the Old Testament, the Tanakh, how they were understanding it, and therefore, when they quote it, what they mean by it. That is not obvious, and you will see that as we progress through the week. As a result, there are going to be differences among us, and I think even among the faculty here, you will find that there are differences in the way that we understand the New Testament authors using the Tanakh. But, It's an issue about which we all need to be informed and we all need to think about it and be working on it. So this is a start in that direction of developing a more profound understanding of the Tanakh. Here's how this is going to work over the course of the week. We have selected, I think it's eight places where Matthew has quoted the Old Testament in support of whatever point that he is making in his gospel. We are going to look at each of those eight pairs. That is, we are going to look at the Old Testament passage, then we're going to look at the New Testament passage and try to figure out how Matthew is using that Old Testament passage. We are going to do that one or two pairs per day, and you will be given background information about the Old Testament passage Then you will go to the workshop and you will talk about that Old Testament passage and try to figure out what's going on in that Old Testament passage. Then we'll come back here and you will be given background on the New Testament passage in which that Old Testament passage is quoted and we'll try to figure out what's going on in that New Testament passage and how it is that they fit together, what Matthew's doing with that passage. Then we'll break for lunch and then after lunch we will have a speaker who will present his understanding of how those fit together, how he would reunite those two passages, the Old Testament and the New Testament there. And today, for instance, we are going to have two different speakers who will unite them, and you'll be able to compare how those unifications are done and which one you think, what are the strong and weak points of each of those. Then... After that, there will be a question and answer when you can ask whatever questions you have with respect to the passages. The, two, the speakers that speak in the afternoon will be up here, and you can ask them whatever questions you want. However, I'm hoping that that will become very conversational, and there will be a lot of involvement by a number of people in trying to sort out these issues, and these issues, as I say, are quite complex. As we go through the day and as questions occur to you, I encourage you to write them down so you can ask them in the afternoon because we want those questions. Those questions will be key because that's where we're going to process this information, try to figure out how Matthew is thinking about the Tanakh and how he's using it. You've been given some handouts. 
there is a handout which has the passages that we are going to look at. And I put that together. You have the passage from the Old Testament from the NIV, and then you've got just the verse that's in view here in the Hebrew. You've also got it in the Greek from the Septuagint. And then there is a translation of that Septuagint passage into English. And I'll talk more about the Septuagint and the Masoretic text later. So don't worry about that at this point. Now, I picked out these passages, both the Old Testament passage and the New Testament passage, without having done the studies for each of these pairs. So it is not unlikely that a speaker is going to want to adjust the amount that, that, for instance, for the Old Testament passage being referred to, and it could be with the New Testament passage as well. So if you were to bring your Bibles on a regular basis, you would not be amiss, because we will likely be going uh, wandering a little bit more widely. And with respect to the Greek and the Hebrew, if I just put that there because I know there are some people who can navigate in Greek and some who can navigate in Hebrew. So I just put it there for convenience. If you don't know Greek or Hebrew, it's not going to be a problem. Okay, I think that's the introduction. Any questions right off the bat? Yes. More time, please. Uh, Tanakh means uh, Torah, Prophets, and what was the third? The Writings. Can you speak just really briefly to how Jewish was Matthew compared to Paul, for example? I mean, how steeped in, obviously, he was Jewish, but would would he have been as educated as Paul, for example? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, Paul had formal education. I don't know whether Matthew had that kind of extensive formal education. I don't know. Does anybody know? But I will make this comment that Part of what got me thinking along these lines is I was teaching through Isaiah, and Isaiah quotes from Matthew, so I would go to Matthew and see what Matthew was doing with Isaiah. And what was striking to me is Matthew was looking at a wider context. He wasn't just looking at one verse in Isaiah. He was looking at a much wider context, and he was looking at themes that were being developed in Isaiah. So his understanding of Isaiah was much deeper than I had formerly believed. And then I started looking at other passages where Matthew was referring to the Old Testament, and I ran into the same thing. He's not referring to a verse. He's referring to a context, and that context within the context of the whole book that he's looking at, and and there's a sense in which in the context of themes that are running throughout the whole Old Testament. So I don't know the level of formal education that Matthew had, but I am now convinced that Matthew had a deep understanding of the Old Testament, and he's expecting his audience to have that same kind of deep understanding of the Old Testament. So my assessment of Jewish culture as a whole at the time is that they were much better versed in the Old Testament and not just able to quote sections, but they were understanding themes that were running through it in a way that I had underestimated in the past. And that's part of what has sparked my interest in this and kind of I'm seeing now you need to understand the Old Testament at a level that's much deeper than I had previously thought. Okay. 
early June, something to say about his background? Somewhat as a joke, Peter. Uh, it'd be like asking the question, how much education, biblical education, would you expect an IRS agent to have versus a seminary professor? That's Matthew as a tax collector, loosely speaking, and Paul as a student of Gamaliel. However, Matthew had some intensive training over a few periods of years. Yes. We don't know who. <laughs> um, had the opportunity to talk a lot with him. And he may have had a better memory than me and learned something. Okay, any other questions on that?